Hey friend, this is thank you for your love. Lisa and I are going to talk about Facebook's recent revisions to its hate speech policy to now include white separatists and white nationalists. Lisa is going to talk about whole food bodegas. We're also going to be answering questions off of Reddit. If you have a question that you would like either one of us to answer, please send them over to thankyouforyourlovepod at gmail.com. There's more to that too. Stick around and you'll listen to it. Dolly. And this is Thank You for Your Love. love. Yay! Woo! It's our third episode. And if it's the third episode, we got people listening. That means we got some real friends. So, mm-hmm. A, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your love so much. <laughs> it's a lovely Sunday that we're recording on. Um, it seemed to have been a little bit of a lighter news week. I don't know. Was it? I mean, I kind of had my my head and a lot of a lot of work, a lot of yeah. Right, you know. no, I think we've both just been kind of out of the news loop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I tried to to follow. I think the only thing I might have like low key followed was the Jesse Smollett situation. Yeah. <laughs> We're not even gonna talk about that. That's though. that's funny. We're not even gonna talk about it. Oh, and that's I, and then that, that, that's I that. to talk about it, but you didn't want to talk about it. So no, but like that was the only thing that like I really followed. But anything outside of that, it was kind of light. Um, how was, oh, we were both gonna go for it, aww, well, you first, baby, how was your week? Um, my week was okay, I'm in a weird mood today, Mm -hmm. I don't know, like, it's, I'm not in a bad mood, okay, I just feel like, I don't care, (laughs) oh, a lot of things, okay, I feel like, you know, I want all the smoke, because I just like don't care, mm-hmm. and maybe it's because I'm 28 now. Oh, oh, mm-hmm. she turned 28, and she she said, "Yo, bring it." <laughs> yes, I it, guess it was my birthday recently. <laughs> Thank you, Ollie. <laughs> let Let me tell everybody that. how how much of of the doghouse I have been in for the past week for that. Yay! It was your birthday. Yay. Enthusiastically, yeah. <laughs> well, what do we do? What, what do we do for your birthday? Um, we went to dinner. Mm-hmm. And we went to karaoke. Yeah. I feel like every year I try to find a venue, like a, a dinner bar situation that you know isn't like insanely crowded. Um, you know, has like decent food. I can actually hear my friends talking. Important. Every year, like I find a place, and then like the next year, it's. It's no longer an option because it's yeah. just so fucking crowded. Yeah. So I had to find a new place this year. It was in Williamsburg. Yeah. It was actually, it was a little bit out of the way. But it was nice, right? It was a little, I, mm, I, I, yeah. Oh. Well, see, here's the thing. I'm tall. And, like, all of you and your friends are so short. So, like, what would be considered, like, a hike out from the train station was kind of just, like, a brisk, like, oh, all right, oh, I'm just going out God. there. <laughs> Like, I remember um, one of our friends, Stephanie, talking about, like, the bus situation. I was like, bus in it? It's right down the street. Wow. I have never even considered that before. Yeah. My my one foot to y'all is, like, three. Mm. I'm very sorry. <laughs> but, it, but it was at least, it was in a nice part of the na- neighborhood. It was off the, um, the, not Jefferson stop. <laughs> you said nice part. Oh, no. Oh, no. It was in the gentrified part. Mm. 
Well, I, I think I know what you mean because like off Bedford, like the immediate area around Bedford I have, mm-hmm. I would say is like, it looks like Midtown now. Exactly. Yeah. Like yeah, the, it was the... a little bit more south of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely quieter, mm-hmm. more residential. By the vice office. By the vice office. Yeah, really beautiful boutiques, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It kind of looked like Instagram. Like, I was walking through my Instagram news feed. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, like, low-key. But that's how they yeah. marketed the area, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, and then after we, we ate some nice food, we got some happy hour drinks, which, honestly, as adults, why are we doing that more? I don't know. Like, have happy hour prices we, compared to regular prices? We left. Yeah. Like, we went karaoke afterwards, but all in all, we left, like, 11.30, like, well before midnight. Well before. And I was so happy mm-hmm. to myself. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of makes, makes sense because the sun is still out. You can see the outside. You can have the drink, save the money, and be fine. And then, and then we did the karaoke. Mm-hmm. And that was fun, too. How was your week, Ollie? Um, feeling today? <laughs> my, my week was stressful. Um, coming down to, to deadlines on projects. Um, reviving Babe Talk. Uh, for those that actually don't know, there's actually a second podcast that I'm working on. Um, the first one and the one that has the most years and is long in the tooth is Babe Talk. Uh, it's a podcast that so we sit down, well, we, me, I sit down and talk with different members of the music community and we kind of go over um, their music, their their inspirations, their their different tour stories. I mean, like the, the thing that I like to, to market Babe Talk as is kind of the alternative to the regular interview sectors that we're all accustomed to. Um, very media-ready questions and very, very media-ready answers. But I'm more of a person that likes to kind of like, you know, get more in-depth into who the person is, um, less of the, the you know, songs and the composing, the composing, composing of the track, and more of like, why are you composing the tracks? You know, what's going through your head? What about headspaces? What, what, what's your thought about headspace? So check that out. Uh, the website's also going through a redesign. By the time this episode goes up, the new site will hopefully be live, babetalk.tv. And if you want to find it on your podcast directories, we're available everywhere just as Thank You For Your Love is available everywhere on your Spotify's and your iTunes and oh. things on the lines of that, so... Yeah, but that caused me to also neglect a lot of different things throughout the week, and and I have just been kind of navigating that. All right, so we're going to just jump into the news that's been going on this week. One of the main things I wanted to cover was Facebook now introducing more um, parameters as to what constitutes as hate speech on Facebook. What used to be the case when it was just white supremacy talk, like um, KKKs, the Jews will not replace us, and now it's extending um, the umbrella to now... Include white nationalism and white separatism talk. Many speculate speculate that Facebook is starting to take more into consideration as to what constitutes as hate speech and what doesn't call it constitute as hate speech is because of course we just saw the shooting, the mass shooting that happened in New Zealand, and we're also seeing more Facebook groups come together to share ideas on white separatism and white nationalism and people using that as a cloak to just, you know, deliver actual white supremacy talk. Individuals are saying that we should still allow the conversations to exist under white supremacy and white nationalism because then we'll be able to infiltrate thought patterns and be able to show individuals that a lot of the different um, 
ideals in which they have are just rooted in ignorance and hate. And that's also why Facebook is going to be banning those people, but also giving them outlets to different organizations in which they'll be able to um, leave the cults or leave the groups and say, hey, you know, this is not all that bad. Um, there's a lot. There's just a lot to this. Have you heard anything of this by any chance at all? I mean, no. Like, mm-hmm. I would, you know, you have more experience with this, mm-hmm. of being on the socials. But, like, I guess in the past, what I've heard is that this moderation hasn't really been very fair towards, like, people like activists. Yeah. You know, and they're the ones that are being muted and their accounts are being locked down, yeah. and, you know, and it's been lumped in with the actual hate groups. Yeah. That's what I've heard. And and there there is an actual reason as to why that that is the case, and mm-hmm. and I actually have been on the um, tail end of being banned for just telling stories and recollections. Um, to give context, what Facebook has right now, as far as moderation, is kind of like a freelancer. Um, they 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 lease out these companies to make sure that they're going to be able to remove all the hate content, and we're talking like just. Thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of posts being reported every hour and the the sheer volume of Disgusting things that come through on different publishing sites like Facebook Twitter and YouTube are extreme and in order to keep it fair um, to the publishers um, i.e. the user they don't really look at the context of what the post says and they just look for the villainizing or what, like keywords? Keywords, essentially. It's weird. So so let's say that you're a white person saying that, you know, I just love me some white people. So you're able to still keep that up online. But let's say that, honestly, case in point, I'll just jump into the story. When I was um, back in Jersey, there was an individual that had lost their dog, right? So they were walking up and down the street. I was I was smoking a cigarette on on the porch, and this this guy's just walking down, clear as day. You can hear him scream screaming, "Here, nigger dog! Here, nigger dog! Here, nigger dog!" And I'm sitting there like, oh, like that's pretty weird. That's pretty odd. You don't hear that every day. And and typically a hard R is something that you're able to pick up on automatically, you know. So he keeps walking down the street, and I come into to, to eye shot with uh, of him. He looks over to me. He's low key mortified, or at least has an expression of shock on his face. And he asks me like, "Oh, you know, uh, have you seen a little yellow lab?" And I'm like, "Uh, uh no, I haven't." A yellow lab. A yellow lab. Why was he? Here's the correlation that I was able to to pull from. Because the dog ran away from him, it's a runaway dog, a runaway slave, a nigger dog. That's such a stretch to make. It's a stretch to make if it wasn't in the Pinelands. The Pinelands in Jersey Mm -hmm. is notorious for having racist folk, for having backwards folk, Mm -hmm. and for having um, sectors. In Molokka, there's a KKK chapter. So, like, any part of EHT is kind of just, like, uh, for... for... They try to make sure in every context they can slide that in. (laughs) Yeah, sincerely. So, I went to go talk about this on Facebook, and I was like, yo, this person was yelling nigger dog, and I ended up getting banned on Facebook for 30 days. So, that's the issue. That's the main issue as to why people get up in arms about why in the world are are, are, are we banning X, Y, and Z when I'm not even able to 
bring sincere light to issues that are being that that that, that are going on around me mm-hmm. and that's where people are like what is, why why are we like either why are we done it sooner or we can't take this off just yet we still need to shine that light okay yeah so are they just um doing like a sweeping ban of certain keywords so it's it's less of a ban on the keywords and more of the actual they 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 don't take context into into consideration. I mean like to to right. to explain the 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 full methods on how Facebook is able to take all or 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 flag your con- content and then take take it down. You would have to really go over to an article. It's off of the verge. It's called The Trauma Floor um by Casey Newton. I was on the train when I read this uh, February 25th. It, it 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 shows it paints a picture. It's beautiful reporting on these cells that Facebook has um, con- contracted out to companies to shift through all of these contents. It's basically the content is presented over to them. They take a look at the list of things that they're able to pick from. So let's say if 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 I were were to say I think white men are trash, that post will be taken down because I am talking ill on white people. But if it's white supremacy or if it's white nationalism or separatism, white people can absolutely say, I believe white people are the best and not have their content flagged. Now that will be taken into consideration. Okay. Yeah. So it's less of keywords, it's less of key phrasing, but more of context. And even within the context, the full context is lost. And that's another reason as to why it's like, is this, this, this still is yet to be a comma perfect system. Because like if we had con- if we had context, my moderators, then like absolutely that would be fantastic. But since we don't, we're just gonna have to kind of look for what we have right now. I mean, like do you- so now I kind of you know present this question over to you. Do do you think that social media platforms should take a hard line to certain topics, or do you think that we should have more of a contextual rankings or um, rating system? as far as being able to take down content that would be disparaging to, like, like truly disparaging to a group of people. I mean, I definitely think that they should ban hate speech. Um, how, how they're discerning that, though, you know, I think that'll always be a debate because I'm sure they're going to make a lot of mistakes along the way. Yeah. Um, and hopefully they stop banning people that don't deserve to be banned. Yeah. You know, who aren't disseminating hate speech, mm-hmm. but could, for whatever reason, could be mistaken to do so. I, um, I, yeah, I mean, this is, it sucks because I feel like, um, now the white nationalists are going to form another, like an alternative Facebook, which oh, I yeah. feel like they've already had. <laughs> 4chan, what's up? Yeah, but like, even beyond that, don't they mm. already have like a different app? I'm not up on. I think, I, I think I read that somewhere. <laughs> oh wow! Like kind of, yeah, like a social networking site, like not quite 4chan, yeah. more Facebook-ish, I think. Mm. Um, I forgot what it was called. I need to look that up. Yeah, I was gonna say, I like like that would be interesting to like you know yeah. just kind of peruse through that. Because it's kind of like okay, you know, it's great. Like we have this like hate-free zone now, mm-hmm. but then now they're gonna like take it somewhere else, and they're probably gonna like amp it up because it's all gonna be an echo cham- chamber. Yeah. So. It's like, 
Is that great? It's <laughs> it's it's know. like what it's like which of two evils do you want? I mean, like in a perfect world, we really just want to have them, you know, really just tucked away forever. But sadly, I guess that's not really afforded over to us. Yeah, I mean, what you said uh, about them taking the initiative to direct them towards those other groups to help them leave mm-hmm. the KKK or whatever it is that yeah, you said. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know how that's going to work, but that is like at least offering up a solution. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's, it, it is interesting because once I heard that they were going to be donating um, or at least providing these banned individuals with resources to kind of leave the hate groups, I'm like, mm-hmm. well, how, how does that work? Yeah. But it, I mean, it's fronted by all former hate leaders. Well, not hate leaders, but like those in, in the hate sector, hate, hate, the hate sector, yeah. <laughs> the hate groups and the, the, the nationalists. Um, I don't know. But it, 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 it just continues to show just how scary social media can really be in the grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. Um, even reading The Trauma Room was incredible because what we think or what we perceive as a, a simple reporting just can be completely and, and, and utterly, it pales to what a content moderator might go through in a typical week. I mean, like, the amount of garbage that's on Facebook, the, the amount of garbage that's online that, that eventually finds its way to social media channels, it's scary and terrifying. And we believe that it's such a one, one, two, it's done kind of thing. But it's sad. I encourage y'all to read The Trauma Floor. It's an incredible article. Casey Newton is one of the best social media reporters that I've seen online. And it gives a whole new context. It really does. Moving on from that. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on from something terrifying, we're going to be pulling some other, I guess, would this be considered local news? This is local news. Local news. Possibly lighter news. I mean... The implication of it is not that light, but... <laughs> no, but I mean, it's, um, <laughs> it's better than Facebook and, and white nationalists. So, yeah, this is um, local to New York City. Whole Foods is coming for our bodegas. Uh... So they've recently opened a corner store on 25th and 7th Ave mm-hmm. called Whole Foods Market Daily Shop. Have you heard? Daily Shop? Yeah. I heard of the concept. I didn't know it was called a daily shop. Mm-hmm. I think there's only one location as of now. I think they're testing it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you look at the pics, like you'll see, it looks more like it was modeled after like a suburban convenience store rather than an actual New York City bodega. Yeah. Um, I haven't been yet, but from the articles I've read, it seems like inventory is like focusing on fancy like organic versions of what you would find there's a lot of magazines in this photo yeah which is weird that's so weird yeah uh vegan donuts i think there's a build your own acai bowl station absolutely uh artisanal pork rinds you know artisanal pork rinds your your essentials your basics you know the the things you're grabbing before you know you head out to (laughs) to recreational baseball yeah so so no bacon egg and cheese no bodega cat that's just sad that they don't even like because if you look at the bagels (laughs) that they have in here like these bagels look lit how they cannot prepare a bacon egg and cheese get rid of it yeah I mean, you know, this is just a sign of the times, yeah. the gentrification and yeah. Amazon yeah. taking over. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, I feel like the cost of living in New York City, it's going to be so high that, like, even us who, you know, yeah. we're, we're symptom of gentrification, are we not? Uh, Low-key. Low-key. We're going to be displaced at some point. At some point. Sooner or later. Yeah. I mean, like, we kind of just saw... we. The neighborhood in itself is kind of amping. Like, we live near Industry City, mm. and that is on the up-and-coming, and it's really interesting to see a lot of these, like, bigger... Ex- it, well, Hudson Yard is also just open, too, mm-hmm. right? So we have these, like, huge installations that are starting to come in, right? You say installations? In, like, shopping installations. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, love like, that this whole... Like, you called a mall an installation. Well, we had the one mall just open <laughs> up, right? Um, With the big... Yeah. Was that Hudson Yards too? Or is that Hudson that Yards? That is in Hudson that... Yards, yes. Yeah. Okay, so so we have that thing there. Mm-hmm. We have Industry City that's kind of like, you know, a, a maker studio, a creator studio, mm-hmm. and like all the art all around. Yeah, yeah. I would go, I would venture to say that these are now like doubling as experiences. Yeah. So, um, so people who aren't like, I guess, who don't live here, mm-hmm. who may not be aware, mm-hmm. Um, so Amazon was going to build its second headquarters in New York City, yeah. but um, because of the huge backlash that they got from the local Queens community, they changed their mind. And said, nope, we're not doing this no more. Yeah. I mean, listen, though, like, they're going to find a way. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And and it really is just like, you know, for the benefit of New York. Like, they were giving all these subsidiaries, but the way that New York taxes work, it's just like, yeah, 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 we'll give you everything. Subsidies. Subsidies. <laughs> I'm so close. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm the monster that approximately knows everything. Mm. <laughs> um, shout out to Adventure Time. Oh. Yeah. The one thing I can't get right. Um, yeah, it's interesting. So... Not naming any names, because I, you know, even though I said I want smoke, yeah. I still oh. want to be employed, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I was in a predominantly young white space earlier in the year, um, yeah. and we were kind of talking about Amazon, and then one person said, oh, like, why is everyone so upset about Amazon? Like, mm-hmm. I don't see an issue. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I didn't say anything, but like, I was like, damn, like, I mean, eventually, the city is just going to be full full of people like this. I mean, it's... I don't get how people aren't seeing it. Yeah. But then again, like, I guess if you're not looking, you don't see it. You know, like, if you take advantage of everything that's going on around you, it's, it's, you know, you look at one hand and you don't look at what the other one's doing. I forget how that analogy goes. But Mm -hmm. it's essentially what it is. And those that are, like, you know, at the the brute end of being displaced... They're like, hello, can we do something? It's like, sorry, I can't hear you. I have an Instagram song and I'm filming this Refinery29 experience right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, there are plenty of people who, yeah, they don't feel any guilt. Yeah. And Shame. are looking forward. Yeah. I mean, like, Surely. low key. They're just yeah. like, oh, my God, an Equinox is coming right now? It's just like, that was a family of five. But, yeah. you know. <laughs> anyway. Um, Anyways. We'll take a break. Um, oh. Yes. Yeah. Oh, cool. Dope. Yeah, taking a break. Listen to some. Listen to this. Hey. How are you? Are you, are you enjoying the pod? That's great. Um, we would love for your participation. We're going to start our question segment. And if you have one, send it over to thank you for your love pod at gmail.com. And we'll shout you out. Yeah. Keep listening. 
Thanks. Thanks. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your love. All right, so we're going to jump into a question here, but before we do so, I got to make sure that I'm going to give my shouts out to Dead Wolf for providing us with all of the soundtrack for Thank You For Your Love. Yay! Shouts, shouts, shouts out. Thank if you want to contribute to the show in any way, shape, or form, like submitting a question, please send it over to thankyouforyourlovepod at gmail.com. This question comes from Reddit. I, 21-year-old female, feel like a failure in life. No degree, no interest, no passion. Being a burden to my family and leeching off of them. I'm currently in my second semester of law school. I hate it. Before that, I studied languages, which was something I dreamt... I was about to clap. Ah, 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 ah. Yay, law school! Go get your go get your bennies. Go get your monies. Um, I studied languages was just something I've dreamt of studying during high school, but hated it as well. My parents are from Asia, so attending uni was something that was expected from me. There was no other options. Now, I basically wasted two years of my life, a lot of money, and my parents are understandably upset. I'm from Germany, and we have a job training program called Ausbildung, which is around three years of pro, uh, practical work in school. My family has been telling me to try it out after seeing me fail at uni. I have been looking into it and I have no passion for anything. I have been looking into it, but I have no passion for anything. I love beauty, fashion, and makeup, but my mother will disown me if I started working in these types of careers since it is not safe or stable. She wants me to at least get a degree in anything real. My only option for now is to start job training in a field I'm not interested in. I'm afraid I will fail like I did during my two years at uni. I'm afraid I will disappoint everyone and myself. I feel so hopeless. It seems like everyone is doing something and I can't even do anything. Damn. That's real. That's so real. Yeah. Um. I mean, I feel as it will. Do you, do you want to start, start <laughs> this one? I have a lot of thoughts on this. Yeah, yeah. so... Welcome to Lisa's okay. Corner. Okay. <laughs> um, so, I I mean, you know, I relate to this on many levels, but I I think I feel very... Um, I feel fortunate that, you know, not only am I doing something that I'm interested in, but my parents are supporting me yeah. financially and emotionally um, and allowing me to pursue it. Mm-hmm. Uh, no longer so much financially, but <laughs> they were. Yeah. Um, so a little bit of background on me, if I had mentioned this before. I went to art school. Mm-hmm. Um, art school notoriously is not cheap. Um, depending on who you talk to, it can seem like a terrible <laughs> investment. Accurate. Um, and, you know, while I was going to school, I thought people that pursued traditional... Um, you know, career paths who aren't necessarily suited for that or felt pressured to do so. Like, I was like, <laughs> I'm so bad, I'm not doing that. Or like, yeah. you know, I was like, oh, it's corny. Or like, I kind of looked down on people like that. And now that I'm actually working, <laughs> uh, I definitely take that back. You know, mm-hmm. like, you just, you got to survive. Even even with a seemingly stable career, it's it's rough right now for people our age the job market i'm assuming for most industries is really rough right now so yeah um so for someone like her as much as i want to say like yeah like totally go ahead and pursue your 
hippie fashions or whatever she was interested in, mm -hmm. you know, like I would be a little bit hesitant to say that now mm. because yes, because I think you have to find some sort of security first. And then change your dreams. And then, yeah. and then you're still young, I'm assuming. I mean, it sounds like it. Sometimes it feels like, you know, you have to have a certain thing by the age of 30 or whatever. But the truth is that it's, you know, it's okay. Like, you can change your career yeah. at any point. Um, you know, so I would probably try to secure the bag in some form first. Yeah. True. And then make a jump to something better, especially if you have parents that aren't supporting you financially like that. Like, I went to school with people that are pretty much set for their lives. Yeah. You know, even in a career as unstable as art and design and, you know, pretty much like any creative field. Um, you know, but if you're not in that position, especially when that girl said her mom is going to disown her. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... That's real. It yeah, is. I've known people that actually do that, <laughs> um, and who feel who really feel the heat from their families to, quote unquote, get it together. So, um, yeah, if I were her, I would do whatever you would need to do, and then hopefully you can be in a place in the future um, to make that leap. Because believe me, you can. I'm sure you can. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's interesting because for a lot of like for for myself something that I had noticed growing up in 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 an American school system is that there's just so much pressure placed on literal children at such a young age to to find a career that they'll have to be you know fired up about yeah, and want to pursue age by age 18 and if it's not the the studies that's going to get to the kid, it's it's the the fucking like they they haven't hit a quarter life to hit a crisis just yet, and they're already looking at their future like oh my god, what am I going to be doing? I mean, it it kind of hit me in a huge way. Like I I pursued a little bit of college, but I probably would have you dabbled in it. I dabbled in college. <laughs> I dabbled in a little bit of college. I was luckily privileged enough to go to a performing arts high school off the jump, so. I already got my like artistic education per se, or at least a virgin, a version of it, mm -hmm. um, before going over to a community college. Once I kind of experienced it, and I was like, it's not for me. I was again privileged to go into an um, to work for someone in my field. Had I not have that, or, or like that opportunity not afforded over to me, I don't know what I would have done. I don't know if I would have jumped into the workforce hoping to find something. I don't know if I would have pursued one of the original things that I wanted. Like, I wanted to be an actor. I don't know if I would have tried to find a job that would allow me the security to, you know, become an actor. Or, you know, like, just kind of scrap that dream altogether and just, like, you know, be unhappy. But I think the that advice of securing the bag first is incredible. It, it just takes a lot of work to do. Because that's what, you know, basically anyone living in New York has to do. Yeah. You know, case in point. Wait, waitresses being one of the, you know, stereotypes of actresses and actors, you know, musicians as well, um, trying to build up their, their coin so that they can pursue their, their, their dream. Um, it's just incredibly hard, especially when you're so young at 21 and you're thinking that, oh, fuck, I'm already failing. There's no way I'm going to be able to get myself out of this hole. Mm -hmm. But yeah, um, realizing that something, something to pull away, though, to kind of present like the 
it'll be all right is luckily there is time i i sincerely thought that at 23 24 that if i don't do this shit now or like get my everything together as far as what i want to do or not meet my goal as to where i wanted to be in my professional life then like fuck it that was it it there was end all be all and it's not I mean, like, I, I've taken, like, how many licks over the past, you know, like, two years trying to find a job within my field. And luckily, I, I'm now able to excel in, in a great position that mm-hmm. had I not been working at those dead-end positions beforehand, would have been able to receive. Yeah. I, I kind of, when you were talking, it was just reminded me of something. Um, so, um, you know, me pursuing art and design while my parents my family's been pretty supportive you know we've had some discussions where they've raised their concerns and I think they're totally valid but overall um they've been pretty supportive I think one thing um my mom and my grandma said to me um they they tell me pretty often like how jealous they are that I've found what I wanted to do at a young age Mm -hmm. and I'm I'm doing that for work or at least a version of it, very, very, you know, not very far from what I initially intended to do. Makes sense, yeah. Um, and my mom was like, yeah, like, drawing and, like, illustration and art, like, that's something you can do very, you know, like, well into your old age. True. You know, and, yeah, um, yeah she told me that um, she thinks I'm very lucky that I found that. And, you know, hopefully someone, the person <laughs> that we're giving advice to, hopefully, yeah. like, she'll be able to do some experimenting and do some um, figuring out, Yeah. you know, because I think everybody deserves that. They, um, uh, yes, clarity. You know, sadly, a lot of people will never find out because they just don't true. have the opportunity to even, like, do, like find out what they want to do life things like yeah there was a war or like i had a baby <laughs> there was a war. yeah yeah i mean so hey we're hopefully that will provide some insight and some comfort to you know aging and pursuing your your yeah it's it's hard out here it's hard out here for an artist we'll be back after this new break it's beautiful oh thank you all right, so this is um, Lisa's PSA corner. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it know. is Lisa's PSA corner. I don't know what to call it, but I think we just found title, out. Right, oh, absolutely. Um, so this is just something that uh, <laughs> I don't know. Something I want to speak on, some myths that myths that I want to bust. Oh, my sis got some truth on the chest. Let mm-hmm. it off. Let it off. So, <laughs> I was listening to a different podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, people, I think they live in New York City. They were talking about going to a fancy dinner to Benihana, and oh. I have never been there. Oh, and I never thought to look into it. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really look appealing to me. Oh, shade. Uh, I don't know. So, you know, I was never interested. It says a 20-year-old smoke right there. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so then, like, I actually did look it up because I'm like, okay, what are they actually? Yeah. Because <laughs> I know they're, like, very famous and historic, so. Oh, and historic. Oh, yes. Oh, so oh, I shit. looked it up. And yes, ma'am. It is a 
hibachi restaurant, which I I sound like a fool. Like even <laughs> um, so the concept of hibachi, as y'all Americans call it, is not really a thing. <laughs> uh, Drag them uh, in Japan. <laughs> so it's not really a thing. Um, instead, it I guess it should be called teppanyaki. So that's the iron plate that they're like oh, okay. cooking on yeah but it's just called a different thing in japan okay um the actual word hibachi refers to this traditional heating device designed to hold charcoal oh <laughs> not different not so different from the tattoo that um ariana grande got recently <laughs> um, so yeah it refers, oh, no. it refers more to a device rather than like so or it's cuisine or whatever yeah. the hell. Yeah. I don't know. And there's you know, and in Japan, like you won't find um a restaurant like that where there's like all that theatrics and all that bullshit. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. yeah. Uh so that yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so then I looked further into it. Um the restaurant, Benihana, it was started in New York City by Hiroaki Aoki hmm. uh in nineteen sixty four. Oh well, sixties. No, not at all. Yeah. Um so Aoki, he was a, uh, a former wrestler and also hmm. famously the father of Steve Aoki and Devin Aoki. So, oh, I forgot you said that. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's a fun fact. I actually, I have no idea. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Huh. Steve Aoki's got, got, the, mm-hmm. got the flames on the track yeah, and the papa does. got it in the kitchen. They have a legacy. They got a legacy of serving up flames. Yeah. Hmm. So, just so you know. <laughs> just so everyone knows just so everyone knows yeah. i mean no one's mad you know um, yeah no like this didn't make headlines yeah no no one's mad but like if you do go to japan and you say something like that people will laugh at you just so you know and 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 that's and that's lisa's psa <laughs> okay 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 all right so now we're at our very last segment um stand or drag or whatever personal stand them drag them Drag her. Um. So, uh, do you want me to go first? I don't think I. I, I don't know why. I just keep trying to think back <laughs> to my past week, and it's just like either everything pisses me off or nothing really pisses me off, mm. <laughs> and I don't love people enough to stand. So. Yeah, I just fucking hate everybody, so I'm not I'm not standing for anyone. Alright. <laughs> Neither am I, apparently. <laughs> uh, so I guess I don't know. Again, like this isn't really a dragging like a particular person. Yeah. I guess I'm dragging a particular <laughs> presumption. I don't know, but Okay. Um I know you told me about this and I yeah, still forget what okay, you're gonna bring I mean, up. Well listen. Okay, go. <laughs> so, um, this is just something that I've come to realize, I guess. Okay. Um, so, I guess in the past, I thought talking about food is a fairly neutral, safe, quote-unquote, safe topic uh-huh. um, to have with people that you don't necessarily know very well. You know, like sometimes when you're trying to break the ice, like it can be a little bit difficult to <laughs> talk about something that, you know, you're not going to offend the other person or whatever. Mm-hmm. I 
always thought food was like a pretty okay topic. Okay. But recently, I guess I've realized that um, there's a lot of racism, underlying racism that goes on with people's perception of different types of cuisine and food. Huh. Which is like Duh, but oh, like, yeah. I didn't really truly think about it until recently. Okay. So my example of this would be like Asian food, let's say. Yeah. You know, that's because what I, it's what I know best. Yeah. Um, so, you know, a lot of times it'll be considered, you know, it'll be viewed as like weird and strange and ooh, whatever. Oh, but then okay. like, you know, then it becomes popular suddenly over here. Yeah. So case in point sushi yeah. right like my my parents were here in the 80s mm-hmm. um and they said that people thought sushi was disgusting like what the fuck are you eating like raw fish that's mm. so bad for you like you could get diseases or whatever you know and so um you know when they came to visit me recently a few years ago to new york city and they saw sushi restaurants fucking like everywhere like on every block and they're like yeah. what is going on mm-hmm. <laughs> um and how quickly and easily perception can change like that yep you know how um ethnic food becomes a trend yep. etc so that's definitely not new mm-hmm. but what i do think is interesting is when that very same food suddenly becomes canceled because of <laughs> some health concern. Yep. Um, because I feel like pop science, I like to call it pop science. Like it's not necessarily like a real science, but it becomes really popular. So now we're looking at like pop science and Twitter math. Yeah, kind of. Beautiful. Yeah, okay. like, um, because uh, we don't know where these articles are being published Hella. in, you know, yep. but like. They're not like CDC or actual credited right, like, journals. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, the actual, not actual journals or mm. who even knows but you know they're the ones that do get reported the most mm-hmm. because um you know news outlets know that it's going to get clicks and what so you know it's like oh coffee's actually horrible for you now or whatever yeah those types of articles um and i think that that combined with like the wellness health conscious culture of today mm-hmm. i think um I don't know. I feel like that can get kind of dicey when we're talking about food. Absolutely. It's it's painful. I mean, because, like, it, it it's always stemming from, like, the fear of something else. Yeah. Um, so recently, um, I started thinking about soy. Okay. Because, like, when, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. ever since I've moved here, I've heard from different people that, like, oh, my God, soy is actually so bad for you. Yeah. And, like, blah, blah, blah. And... I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. And I never really thought about it until recently. I was like, damn, like, people are scared of soy now. <laughs> yeah, and... Like, of all things. Of all things. But, I mean, here's the thing. Uh, you know, it depends on your body, right? Like, of course. Some people, I'm sure some people probably shouldn't eat soy. Mm-hmm. Because of, I don't know, some thyroid reason. I don't really know. Mm-hmm. Everyone's body's different. But overall, to hear, like... Type of a type of food that I've been eating my entire life because that is what my culture consumes predominantly and mm-hmm. what is available to us, mm-hmm. and then for that to suddenly be considered unhealthy and for and for people to judge you based on that, that's really uncomfortable. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, like I felt, I kind of felt a type of way when mm-hmm. 
I heard that again. I was like, oh, okay. Like, so my people have been living past Mm -hmm. 100 years old. Tell them. But I guess it's really bad for you. Yeah, right? (laughs) Yeah. Like, oh, I guess, like, you know, I'm just, like, you know, forever beautiful. But, (laughs) oh, my poor body. Yeah, it's the reason why we're not aging. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but yeah, I kind of wanted to shout out, um, Dave Chang. Uh, we saw that episode, um, the Netflix show, Ugly Delicious. Mm -hmm. Um, there is an episode called Fried Rice. That was a great episode. um, That was a really great episode because they dug a little bit deeper into the cultural, um, implications of certain foods, Mm -hmm. um, specifically this one with fried rice and, um, the different perceptions of msg yeah um and how msg is it's definitely not great for you you mm-hmm. probably shouldn't be eating it every day three times a day probably yeah. um but it's no different than what's in you know our like, tato like chips, cheetos like, yeah, or like doritos junk food. yeah yeah so you know and then for that to be tied with predominantly Chinese cuisine Mm -hmm. and for people to be so afraid of it, Mm -hmm. you know, even though they're still sitting at home eating their chips or whatever. Their pork rinds. Yeah. It's definitely rooted in racism for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's frustrating. So yeah, that's just something that I've been thinking about recently. Oh yeah. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's okay. It's fine. I'm, I'm learning and yeah. Yeah. Learn to navigate. Um, I guess I don't, I don't have a stand or a drag this week, but I do have a, um, a cause that I, that I just kind of want to bring to, to, to the light. Less of a cause and just more of a epidemic that just continues to sweep through and child suicide. I mean, we're I'm, going there. It, it, I, yeah, I sincerely don't think that there's going to be a way for me to, you know, like candidly bring this up. But if you look within the past news cycle, one of the things that have been making its way through the social media feeds is... A lot of kids taking their own lives due to bullying, some with um, the Parkland uh, shooting, um, remorse of not being able to to do more, not being able to be there for their um, past loved ones. We need to remember that 10-year-olds, 13-year-olds, 16-year-olds, everyone still has these dark, depressive thoughts and checking in with your younger children that are under the age of 18 is so important because there is so much that is not always told through to, through passing hey how's the day going even at the family table if, if if you're lucky enough to have family dinner or at least have a household that is is able to create an environment that would you know make for telling days comfortable for you things slip through through the cracks and just looking out for signs, like pulling away from um, different social activities, more negative thinking than 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 usual being displayed in um, different crafts or hobbies or in conversation. These are children. They're 10 years old and they don't have the mental capacity developed just yet in order to view alternative and, and options. But the internet is just littered in different ways to negatively cope with um with with depressive thoughts and navigating suicidal thoughts so look out for your children um it's the second did y'all know second leading largest cause of death between 10 and 24 year olds so anyway well uh, oh my mac's dying 
So, speaking of death. <laughs> anyway, so thank you for listening. That's our show. Be good to you because you're the only you that, that, that you got. And if you don't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love somebody else? <laughs> Can I get an amen up in here? That took 20 minutes. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your love. We love you very much. If you got any questions, we love you. We love you. If you got any questions for us, thank you, you for your. Email us. Where's where, what? What is that email address? Beautiful. It's a thank you for your love pod at gmail.com. Yeah, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.